This is Ready to Rage. Are you ready? Hello. Hi. Welcome to Ready to Rage. I'm Sandy Scanlon. And I'm Ashley McCoy. And we're your fashion, pop culture, and feelings podcast, which I think is the consensus. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say popcorn eating because we I, have a bag of popcorn next to us. I like really expect you to say, and we have popcorn. Yeah, that too. And I'm still trying to swallow it and not stuff my face in the mic, but oh my goodness. we'll see how it goes. How are you doing? Tell the people about what your weekend was like. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not doing so well today. Today we're raging about the fact that I went, went on a camp trip this weekend and it was super fucking weird we went to Saco Maine and I knew we were going with like friends of friends of friends so I knew like I was just along for the ride and you know you never know with camping but the problem was that it was like a party camping site so there were like hundreds of people kind of packed not some not super close but enough that you could hear everybody so I didn't sleep at all and then the fucking bathroom situation. I can't even talk about it because I think this would be so explicit. People would stop listening. If you uh, can't handle bodily functions and <laughs> excretions, trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, trigger warning. It was, I I mean, I told you this, but I have nightmares about dirty bathrooms, anxiety nightmares. And most of the time, I'm, this is so gross, but most of the time I'm barefoot, like walking into a public bathroom with just like, if it's on a beach or something, yeah. Yeah, so like that's my nightmare, right? And then I, these porta potties were worse than any nightmare I've ever had or anxiety oh dream. It was unreal. And I, porta potties are never great. But these were just – I had to go in on Sunday morning. Like, I had no choice. And it was – I don't know if they hadn't changed them all weekend, but it was – everybody was drinking and partying. So it was, like, the accumulation of the whole week. And I wanted to kill myself. Oh, no. That's really strange that they didn't – I would think that even if it's a porta potty you clean it out, like, every day or every other day. Why would it accumulate over a week? That is disgusting. And that sounds like a hazard. It like sounds a like a biohazard. biohazard. And I mean, the trip was really fun other than those two things because we floated down the river and little floaties. Like it was like a fun group of people, but I am just exhausted and emotionally tormented from the situation. <laughs> and for the, all you people being like, well, why didn't you just dig a hole? It's because it was on a beach. So I, there was no coverage. It's not like you can go anywhere and just yeah. dig a hole. So... That was my weekend. I'm still recovering and today was long. How are you doing today? I know the answer to this question (laughs) and I know it's not well, bitch. It's not well. My weekend, all I did was try to organize my life and then have my weekly existential crisis. So, you know, pretty good. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, I just, and today was brutal. We worked nine hours with a quick break, basically. And I always say every day, it's the last hour that puts me over the top. Yeah. So today, going from hour eight to hour nine, I was like, I'm going to jump out a window. I can't do this anymore. We're doing the same repetitive motion with our hand all day. Like, I just felt like I was going to lose my mind. But we're not at work anymore. And yeah. We're just feeling much better. We're just raging. We're getting it out. We're venting. Rage, vent. Let it go. Rage, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Shaking our hands. Like, let it go. Bad energy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so now we're okay. 
But I'm actually so excited for today because I feel like we always talk about, we're like, we love pop culture, but today we're finally combining yes. fashion and pop culture. And it's going to be amazing because we're talking about America's Next Top Model. I am so excited. Okay, raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by Tyra Banks. Me. Me. I feel like everyone in like our age range has seen this show and it has like truly shaped how a lot of us are. It's without a doubt shaped how we think about modeling. I think her angle was like, oh, I'm going to give these girls a chance who would never do it otherwise. But my frustration with the show, and I love it too. I'm not, oh, yeah. not going to be like all shitting on it. Like I could binge it all day. But my frustration is that she had a chance to really shake up the industry. And I feel like rather than being like, this is dumb, we're not going to do things this way anymore. She was like feeding it into them because in her mind, she was like, well, I'm going to prepare them for the industry. But yeah. in reality, like you're one of the top people in the industry and you, you can, can change, change it, it if you want to. You don't have to be an asshole about somebody's weight or somebody's race or the way they carry themselves like ugh. this is just gonna be Tyra Banks slander for like a solid 30 minutes Tyra <laughs> if you're listening for legal reasons this is a joke this is totally a joke we love you on our podcast thing is I do really I like her love her she's so just much. done some you know on her show and on America's Next Top Model there are problematic things so today we're gonna call it the problematic the good the bad the, the funny ugly, the ridiculous the iconic the iconic girl Oh my god. Yeah, and all the judges and the contestants. I Some mean, of our favorites, too. This could really be its own podcast. We could really just <laughs> deep dive into American Star Style Model and guarantee we're going to talk about the show multiple times again because it's just that influential and funny, honestly. Just so many funny moments. Like, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> I had a hard time even doing research for this one because A, a lot of the articles said the same exact thing over yeah. and over again, and B, there were just so many moments. Uh, okay, so um, we already have mentioned I'm a little younger, so I remember being so little. <laughs> like the very first season I think was on- when I, I It was in 2003. So yeah, that makes sense. I was like I was in five. third grade, so yeah, you were in like five. I was. And you five. remember it? I remember it. I have a really good memory from being a child. So I remember when I was still living in Jamaica, I was watching the show and I saw it and That's I said, crazy. "I want to be a model." Uh-oh. And my dad, I told him we were doing this as our um our topic and he was like what do you mean you're gonna say bad things about it you love that oh. show you wanted to be on it when you were five <laughs> i really did i really did want to be i wanted to be a model for so freaking long and then i realized that i'm only gonna be as tall as five six oh, um <laughs> which is another stupid thing too yeah i still model on occasion if anyone wants me Ooh. a model with a big old butt yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really wanted to be on the show. I love the show. I remembered it when I was little. And it truly, because it was so... You start remembering things when you're like four years old. Yeah. So I've like grown up knowing the show, everything about it, loving Tyra Banks, and honestly feeling very let down in my adult life looking mm-hmm. back on it and seeing, wow, Tyra, that was so fucked up of you. It's also in this very iconic time of reality TV. Oh yeah, where it's a time capsule. It was its own thing, its own entity, but also at the same time, there was like Flavor Flav and like Rock <laughs> of Love and all these like Jesus. really crazy MTV shows, like the first real shit reality TV that was so bingeable and so crazy. So it was kind of 
it might have not been the same market, but it was like keeping up with those weird early 2000s crazy ass moments. You know, I really can't believe that those things were even legal to put on TV. I was watching those in like fourth grade, <laughs> and my sister, who's 12 years older than me, was like, You should not have been watching The Flavor of Love when you're in fourth grade. And I'm like, I know, but that I, shit was porn. Nobody like watched me watching TV, <laughs> so I would just flip it, and it was so, but you don't even know half of what's going you have on. No idea what's going on, but you're like, The blur is not really working. I rewatched it, and I was like, Oh, this is iconic like flavor flavor is actually really funny these bitches He's are crazy like all these things i mean new york's amazing oh we love tiffany pollard for real if we can get tiffany, tiffany. on the show tiffany new york we'll do like baby. her best looks or something from the show oh girl <laughs> oh my god we love you here um but yeah i feel like america's next top model is kind of like gossip girl in the way that it's so of its time so in my research i found that most of the stuff that we really remember is from seasons one through ten and then a handful of things after that like season 12 and oh i don't even think i know anything from i remember like seasons probably two through five but they were so ingrained that it felt so much longer and you're a little kid so you're like yeah this is a long time this is a lot of seasons like you just think that it's a lot but it's not but there is a lot it's yeah. actually one of the longest running reality shows. Yeah. So a quick history. It started in 2003. And then in 2015, it was officially canceled. But then it moved to VH1. So then in VH1, they like resurrected it. But then they did a weird season with Rita Ora as the host. And then they did one more season. I think it was Cycle 24, Attire again. And then it's been... They haven't canceled it, but it hasn't been... Um, Renewed. Renewed. Thank you. So. You know what's crazy is that when you said Rita Ora, and I knew it happened, and like when Rita Ora first came out, I had no I was, idea. I, I loved know. her. I thought she was so cool. She's very talented. I just, I wish Rita Ora would just make music and leave us alone. Oh, <laughs> like <she>. man. <laughs> I feel like she's doing everything but making music. <laughs> I'm like, host a show for what? She's got like an album, an album and a half out. That well, came out she, in like 2012. I don't get it. No, she came out as a musician and she was under Rock Nation. <laughs> like when she first got on the scene, like she was a musician and a very good one. She's a very talented yeah, singer. Great. I don't know what she's doing the hosting modeling show. Rita, if you're listening, what the hell? Please sing a song and leave us alone. Okay, well, I know about you, but I need a quick pizza break. Pizza! We'll be right back. Pretend there's a sponsor. <laughs> okay, are we back? Mm-hmm. Back from our pizza break. Ooh, you feeling better? I'm feeling good. I feel much better. <laughs> uh, I'm lactose intolerant. And I just ate like half a frozen <laughs> pizza. <laughs> Ooh, living on the edge. Oh, stay tuned. So, getting back into America's Next Top Model. So, I think everybody and their mother knows how the show works. So, we're just gonna run through a few basics. Just in case you live or lived under a rock. Yes. So, the show has a panel of Tyra and then two or three additional judges and then they have a creative director and a runway coach. All the contestants are judged weekly on their appearance, participation in challenges, and best shot from that week's photo shoot. In each episode, one contestant is very dramatically <laughs> eliminated at the end. Dun-dun <laughs> at the end. Ah, oh, she's so condescending sometimes. But then sometimes there's like a rare case of double elimination or no elimination just to switch it up and be dramatic as fuck. And then another thing we have to talk about are the makeovers. 
they're given to the contestants early on in the season. Um, there's always tears. They always want to shave someone's head. And then they do an international trip at some point, about like two-thirds of the way through the cycle. The winners will receive a feature in a magazine and a contract with a modeling agency and sometimes cash. I think there's some cash and then they usually also work with like CoverGirl. It's usually CoverGirl, but I think that was the OG contract. But I think it probably changed over time. One website when I was researching was like the prizes just got worse and worse. And I'm like, okay. Over 30 versions of the series have been produced internationally. Another fun fact about the show is the filming process seemed really brutal. I There wasn't a ton of information, but it seems like they just filmed 20 to 22 hours a day, like cameras on you at all times. Uh, allegedly, the models weren't allowed to talk unless there was filming because they wanted everything on camera. And there are other rumors that they wouldn't let them sleep because they wanted them to be high, you know. Yeah, high strong. At their wits end, basically. So this seems to be common practice. I really love, what is it, Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, all of Gordon Ramsay's cooking shows. and like, it's Hell, Hell Kitchen, that one. My boyfriend and I really love that show. And I was just, like, looking into it. And they do the very similar thing with the filming. Like, they film every single thing. Ugh, and the only so thing you can do is to, like, go to the bathroom, I think it said. And, like, you had to act like it was going to be disgusting and awful. Or else, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you had to, like, go to the bathroom. And you couldn't just, like, hang out in there. You had to, like, because they're going to be like, you're just hiding from us. Oh no, that's not right. Right? I'd be like, I have IBS, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then once social media started becoming a bigger thing, they were more worried about leaks. So again, this is allegedly the models had to stay in hotels until like the season was over after they were eliminated. Which sucks if you're like the first girl to go, then you're just there for like however long it takes. I think it was a sliding scale. So if you were one of the first people to go, you didn't have to stay as long. Because I guess you wouldn't wouldn't technically know who won, right? If you got eliminated. But like if you're midway through or two-thirds way through. Or if you're like the last person. But I don't really understand how that works because then obviously it doesn't immediately go live. Obviously it goes through production and and they edit and probably doesn't air until six months and there's no way they're in a hotel for six months. So I don't really get the purpose behind that. But that's what it said on multiple websites. So I'm going with it. Okay, let's talk about the judges. Oh, goody. Your favorite lady, Tyra. So she is the creator and executive producer, and this show is like her child. She was like the brain of the whole entire thing and pretty much had complete control. Listen to me. Hell is hot for Tyra Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that she has the opportunity to just change the game. She is a beautiful, by the way, black oh, yeah. woman, very successful. I cannot believe that instead of lifting everyone up, because like she's a minority and all of these things mm-hmm. she, instead of doing that she was like i had to go through it so do you tyra see i mean she could have her own episode we're not going to go into her whole entire background but let us know if you want to just a tyra bang <laughs> oh my god the tyra show alone oh also my, could we be have a whole to do thing, that because that was there was a lot i of also watched the tyra show remember that time that tyra banks thought she was dr phil oh my god <laughs> I, I would go home after school every so day and my mom and i like we were obsessed with the tyra show and i watched it every day and it was like the most comfort i had my snacks yes and i was not a kid that liked school like, i was just exhausted like a little empath kid just like oh i'm so tired and that was horrible and i watched the tyra <laughs> show and eat my pretzels or my yes like, that chips. was like 
if it was like a really cool episode, I would just sit there and be like, wait like, for it all day. Fuck yeah. Like, this is the <laughs> highlight of my week. I'm like 10, like, yeah. And it's like probably borderline inappropriate on a lot of this stuff. Oh, a lot of it was. When you're a kid. So, what I noted about her that I thought was interesting about the show was it seemed like she had beef with one of the judges, Paulina. I think it's Porakova, is how you say it. And Janice Dickinson both kind of threw shade at her afterwards. Paulina said she lacked respect for other judges. And then Janice said she was righteous. But Janice was fired and she like pretty much went off the rails and was like basically alleged that Tyra doesn't even pick the winner, that CoverGirl is in charge of it at the end of the day and everything's fake and it doesn't really matter. And the winner is selected from the get-go and who knows. Well, honestly, a lot of... A lot of these celebrity kind of shows are like that. Like American Next- American Idol is chosen that way as well, allegedly. And it's not even like as organic as you think it is. A lot of times they see people on like social media or whatever and reach out to them and say, do you want to be on our show? Yeah. Janice. Oh, well. Hell is hot for her, number two. Uh, I just, I love to hate Janice and hate to love her. Very entertaining. She's just so, it's like a car crash that you can't stop watching. Oh, but so when Tyra was, Tyra was asked in an interview, and I couldn't find the name of the interview. I tried so hard. But again, guys, it's after my nine-hour day of work last night, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't find this information. So there's this video where she's being interviewed, and the interviewer confronts Tyra about these things that the other judges said about her and Tyra has this creepy ass smile on her face and she's smizing and kind of like nodding like this <laughs> with the crazy eyes and her publicist keeps being in the back I'm like let's not go there like she doesn't want to talk about it let's not go there and then the interviewer is pressing and is like well why do you think these women said these things about you and Tyra had this creepy ass look and keeps being like well why do you think they said it why do you think they said it? I interviewed people too. I can interview you. Why do you think they said it? And the interviewer is like, um, I don't know, maybe they're jealous of you. And then she's like, you said it, not me. You said it, not me. And she's just like so creepy. It's like a robot. Tyra, girl, are you serious right now? I should have say... screenshot her face. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on the Instagram. Okay, okay. To say, well, maybe they're just jealous of me. Are you kidding me? That's like the biggest cop out. You know, the meanest girl in your high school would always say, I everyone hates me they're just jealous like are you Gretchen Wiener everyone's just jealous that you're pretty and you're popular everyone's just so jealous of me but like also I would say that Janice Dickinson is just such an unreliable messenger she's very much like an Azalea Banks to me Azalea Banks isn't always wrong but when it's coming out of her mouth you're like shut the fuck up like Janice Janice is like an asshole. I really did not. I'll get into it a little bit later when I talk about some of my favorite people from the show, like my favorite models or contestants. But like Janice just was disrespectful up and down. If she didn't like you, she didn't think you were pretty, then like Mm. disrespect all the way. And that's just like weird. Why do you feel the need to do that? She was notorious for harping on girls about their weight. She was quoted. So when she was kind of fired, it was speculated that it was just because she was too brutal. And a quote from her is that she said i was just telling the truth and i was saving these girls from going out there and being told they're too short too fat their skin's not good enough i was to america's next top model what simon cowell is to american idol but she also said that she you know now she's sober and i don't think she was sober at the time when she was filming this and she came out later and apologized for all the things she said about tyra and about kind of bad mouthing the show and that she wasn't in a good place and she was just hurt oh i did not know she did that and a fun fact about Janice Dickinson is she loves to say she was the world's first supermodel. Was she Which, like, really? How do you, I don't know. How do you? I thought there was like a group. Cindy Crawford, Naomi, 
I thought they were all kind of like around the same time. So like you're one of the first. Not I think the she's first. a little bit older than them. Is so... she really? Oh, I should have researched she's like more. She's in her Sorry, 60s, guys. I believe. Yeah, she's in her 60s for sure. She's I think she's around 65. I guess she's among one of the many women who um, accused Bill Cosby of sexual oh, yeah. assault. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah, she did. And she was going to write about it in her book but i guess they bullied her and threatened her into not talking about it that's crazy bill cosby in his camp so yeah i mean that's really dark and she definitely strikes me as somebody who's had a tough life in a way like i feel like she's a very complicated person yeah that doesn't absolve her of being such a dick that does not give you a pass to be mean yeah there were so many judges over the years and they always had guest judges so i'm mm-hmm. not gonna go through all of them but some of the ones that you remember from the og seasons there was nigel barker who is a famous photographer model and judge he was the straight white guy with like kind of the buzz cut i feel like it was really funny because they kept trying to make us believe that nigel was hot and i'm like Uh, nigel i know i'm in a dad bod so like nigel is not hot to me but i was like nigel's face is not attractive and you cannot tell me otherwise nigel like if he if he had the same face but a skinny body he'd look a murderer then we have jay alexander otherwise known as miss jay who i loved um so miss jay met tyra backstage at a runway show and he basically just started giving tyra and a bunch of other famous models walking lessons tyra called miss jay the queen of the catwalk so his career as a runway coach kind of began accidentally basically i don't know i think he's just like really fierce and just like has like attitudes so he just started coaching people like naomi campbell and Morley Simmons. And my favorite thing about him, which I had no idea until I looked up a little bit of information about him, he made all his own clothes on the show. He's all a designer his... himself. Yeah. That is so cool. He's like, I sat down with a needle and thread and I personally made this. And That's I was like, so... oh my God, they're nice. Which makes sense as to why. I'm not shading him. It makes sense as to why some of it was very simple. It never looked bad. Yeah. But he, that makes a lot of sense. He always had so much confidence, too. I which love was amazing, that. yeah. You but know, like when you're tall skirts. like him and, like, yeah, <laughs> I just imagine, like, how big his feet were. And, like, just when you're tall and you're lanky and you're a dude and, like, you may or may not be queer, like, it's, you have to lean into your confidence or else mm-hmm. you're going to get eaten alive. And I love seeing him be so different and just be like, well, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Take it or leave it. So taller than you. He was an iconic part of the show. He yeah. was really integral to the judges. Like he just he made it they playful. needed his presence. Yeah. He was serious and playful. I don't particularly recall him being ruthless. Like he was never I I can't recall him being like really mean. Like I when I think of it, I'm like, Nigel was very boring, didn't talk a lot, but he was a great photographer. Mm-hmm. Tyra, <clears throat> Janice, an asshole. And Miss J was always kind of like, has like a one word, like almost like RuPaul, like one yeah, word, like a little funny, quick. or like if it was bad, it was still funny. It was just more lighthearted, I think. Yeah. One of the other notable people is Jay Manuel, who's a makeup artist and stylist. So Jay was the creative director with the silver hair. Yeah. And he technically wasn't a judge, but he was on every single shoot. And like the girls would always cry to him. And but that was always confusing the two Jays. Like people say like Mr. Jay and Miss Jay, apparently. Yeah. So you want to dive into some of the craziest moments and the criticisms? Yes. That, okay. They've been criticized for things like giving the contestants and women viewers unrealistic visions of life as a model forcing the contestants into embarrassing scenarios far outside the realm of real life modeling 
There were a few instances of that the show didn't handle uh, allegations of sexual assault well. Um, there were allegations of the production and the models completely trashing the lofts that they stayed in. After season 10, they were sued for $500,000. Um, a lot of people have speculated that the show is fixed, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of blackface and race swapping. Oh, we'll get into that. One model was disqualified due to a passive escorting, but the judges allegedly knew about it before the show. So one of the winners was like disqualified. Yes. And last but certainly not least, there were a lot of really horrible comments about weight for very thin, like size two or size zero girls. And they'd be like, woo, your belly. They'd be like zooming in and making like noises on girls' stomachs and like making them dress up like elephants for like photo shoots. So, yeah. This is for Kenya. So, if you want to give us some instances. So the first one I have is cycle seven when they did a photo shoot when they were floating in water and the water, it was like a pool. It was like freezing cold, freezing, freezing cold. Was that with Carrie D? Carrie D. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Yes. Who was that winner for the, um, that cycle? Wait, did she get hypothermia? Yes. She got hypothermia. So this one is problematic because like it falls under the umbrella. (laughs) It's under the umbrella of dangerous and unrealistic they were saying to them the entire time oh like you modeling is pain beauty is pain you've gotta work hard this is what modeling is really like and the whole time they're like are you cold i know it's cold there's like i have a vivid memory of tyra standing over carrie d's body and saying and she's shaking and she's like you gotta work through the pain you're shivering can't look like you're shivering on camera and she's saying i'm really cold like i'm really cold and she ends up getting hypothermia and then at the end tyra banks has the audacity to gaslight this girl and say i was singing it right as you said it i'm like gaslighting she's gaslighting her and saying well if it's that you should tell me there's no reason for you to get ill oh my goodness you have to have told us she just had she to was, cover her own ass it's like what narcissists do maybe she's a narcissist there's something maybe not full-blown but there's something wrong with tyra Banks. because what the she was clearly it was on film she was saying i'm freezing she was shivering it looked freezing everybody else is like not wearing skimpy clothes it's clearly not hot out yeah and this bitch is freezing and then to be like oh you should have told us like it's on camera you can't lie about it and you know what's also crazy to me it's like you didn't have to do it outside heated pools exist they existed in 2003 you could have totally gotten a shoot like your your tyra banks this is a tv show mm-hmm. you really tell me you couldn't find your local ymc and rent it out for a little bit like you had to be outside in the elements you did this on purpose you wanted this to happen. That is so incredibly dangerous. And you're putting someone's life at risk. And you're telling me you couldn't just stop the shoot for a like half an hour minutes. and have her warm up or do something else or have somebody check the water to see how bad it was. Like they always had this sense of urgency and like, oh, you only have X amount of frames. And it's like, that's not. This isn't film. You're using digital cameras. Maybe we don't know something, but. Yeah. And if we're, if we're missing something, please correct us. But it just doesn't feel like that's how it would actually be on the job, you know? So that one upset me deeply. The next one is one of my favorites. So this one's really good. It's the falling fairy tale shoot in cycle six. Ooh. Where one of my favorite girls, Danielle, she I think she won that year. I think she did. I loved her. I thought she was so cool and I loved her gap. So for this one I have during the cycle six 
the contestants were asked to embody a fairy tale character while gracefully falling for a photo. And Danielle had the best one and she was Snow White in this cute little dress. I'll send the photo for the dump. Um, It was so cute. And I was like, this is adorable and I love that. And nobody was having a terrible, terrible time. Except for the one girl that they dressed up like uh, Dumbo. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, how wholesome! Finally, <laughs> a good moment. And you're like, well, they dressed up a girl like, like Dumbo. But like, you know, I I love that shoe. It sticks very like clear in my mind. Danielle looks beautiful, and I just love seeing. Tyra got a thing about being mean to the black women on that show. I just love seeing a black woman just have a good time yeah. once once on the show. Um, but we have to talk about Danielle's teeth that we're talking about Danielle too. Yes. So Danielle didn't get it free either. So it was her and I think it was also Carrie D. There's another girl. Can't remember her name. Yeah. Blonde. Yeah. Tall, skinny, blonde. They all went Beautiful. together. They all do. But Danielle and this other girl went to go get their teeth done because... That girl, I, I'm really going to say it's Carrie D. She had a um, snap tooth. It was mm. just a crooked one of them. And Danielle had a gap. Nothing wrong with her teeth. She just had a gap. They basically forced them to go in and get their teeth fixed. Danielle was like, I don't want to do that. Um, that's surgery. That's scary. I don't feel the need to change my teeth. I've grown to love myself mm-hmm. as we should. She's that I'm, I'm good. I don't need that. They basically bullied her into doing it. And I thought she was like, this gap is part of kind of who I am. Like, it represents where I'm from. Like, I don't need to. And by the way, I feel like also, like, race was a really big element in that. Because you see so many white girls with gaps on, like, the cover of Vogue and shit like that. It's an odd beauty. It's celebrated. Yeah, but when it was her, they're like, you have to close your gap. Like, it's ghetto. And she's like, what? How is a gap ghetto? Oh, my God. Like, are you kidding me, Tyra? Tyra. Like, you know, the thing is that bothers you the most that Tyra Banks is a light skin. I don't think she's biracial, but she's biracial passing. A light skin, mm-hmm. black woman with greenish hazel eyes. She got treated extra special. If you're wondering why Tyra Banks has is so okay with being so mean to women who look phenotypically black, it's because she's never been treated the way that those women are treated. So... In short, Tyra Banks is a Karen. <laughs> Everything's going to relate back to Tyra. We're like, fucking Tyra. She literally, it just upsets me because, like, I too am a light skinned black woman. But, difference, if you understand your position in the world, mm-hmm. you can effectively, like, act to change those things and just understand that that's why you might not have had that kind of um, that kind of response to other people, why like, your experience is different. She knows it. She just doesn't care. She no, doesn't she want to be better. Care. She doesn't want to be nice. She doesn't want to be better. She wants to be better than everyone else. And that upsets me deeply. Yeah, it's really upsetting. And I think what they ended up doing is was compromising, basically. I think she closed it a little no. bit, but not all the way. Which, like, good for her for putting her foot down. I feel like it ended up looking nice. She it looked fine good. before, though, but... She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, like, She didn't need to do that, but I hate that they basically were like, Fix it or else. But then I feel like at the end they're like, oh my god, like I love how you didn't close it all the way. And it's like, oh my you god, you people are, are the worst. Feel so bad. Anyways, okay. Um, so next up on our list is in cycle three. You all know what I'm talking about. The tarantula. Um oh, <laughs> I remember being a kid and watching that and being like, that's the one thing I couldn't do out of this entire show. Every I was like, 
oh yeah, I can model this, I can model that. I saw the tarantula, I was like, no. Never, ever, ever. I'm deathly afraid of spiders. It's getting a little bit better, but like not really. So cycle three was full of iconic and confident contestants, most notably the winner, Eva Pickford, who memorably had a breakdown on camera because she had to pose with a tarantula on her hand. She lost it the way that I would have lost it. I don't really remember and I don't... She, she was off the rails she hated she was screaming she was crying like ugly crying like she's not taking a picture or no she took the best picture oh my god it looks amazing well sometimes you know when you cry your eyes if they don't get (laughs) if they don't don't get get puffy they get really like the color really comes through really clearly like so maybe that's what happened. I also low-key think that she won. Not that she's not talented because she's clearly a personality. Now she's on Real Housewives of Atlanta. But I low-key think she got picked because she looks like Tyra. Like yeah, I can really see that. Yeah, so I have poor Eva had a meltdown mid-shoot and broke into tears, but still managed to pull it together enough to deliver a seriously stunning photo. And the judges were like, wow, look at that. We can't tell that you were losing your shit at all. But it was, it was scary. And they had other exotic animals, like snakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like they gave her the, the spiders because she knew they knew she was scared of it. And they knew they were going to get like a good reaction. Like, it yeah. was too good. And she was so scared. And I just... Tarantulas can bite if you're scared and you're freaking out with them on you. Ugh. It's not great. They're likely not to do what I think. But, like, another thing where I'm, like, you're putting someone... Like, what if she had a panic attack? What if she genuinely, like, lost it? It just doesn't feel like a good situation. Like, maybe they could have picked their animal. You know what I mean? And people who are less scared could have done the tarantula. Or, I don't know. It's just... Why? Yeah. And it's kind of like... I feel like in this situation, if you're going to look at it from a... Oh, like, if you're a model and the the designer or the, the fashion house wants you to wear this and put this on, like, you have to do it. No? You don't There's other jobs. You can say no. You could say, I don't want to do that. Or like, you would know you had to do that before you came, yes, usually. Yes. So they would put the job again. posting and be like, we need a model that can handle a tarantula. Yes. And so like, once again, this is just unrealistic. This is not true. If you're a model, someone would tell you or you would at least ask like, what do you need me to do? Is there anything that I should know? Is there anything I should bring? They're not going to spring up on you. I mean, they might, but it's not like. Yeah, but if it did and you were in the real world, you'd probably be like, wow, that's really unprofessional. Like you can't do that. I just have to wear a tarantula and nobody told me in advance. Yeah. Trash. Trash. Um, (laughs) Next I have, and this is not my final, but second to last, cycle 22, way down the line now. Okay. Wow. I definitely did not watch this one. Oh, I did see things about this. I did not watch the whole thing, but I did watch snippets of it because it was male and female. Oh. So the winner actually is this deaf model named Niall DeMarco, and he is the first and only deaf model who's ever been on the show. One of the season's photo shoots seemed to be designed to sabotage him though. The models were required to do a shoot at night in the pitch black. The other models um, followed audio cues to know when to pose, but Niall could not because Uh. he's deaf. This, this is the most ableist thing ever. Are you kidding me? Like you did this just to make, like this is the storyline. But it's so obvious. Are you guys joking? It's not even funny. I don't understand. Like he's deaf. Why would you torment the man? Did he do the shoot? Um, Niall obviously couldn't and he was completely thrown off. 
the creative director tried using flashlights and banging on the platform that he was on, but he still struggles more than the other models. So it looks like he just kind of like struck poses in the dark and hoped something was working. Oh man, that sucks. But this one actually, like, I feel like this one is very much on par with my very last one, the race swapping. Um, Which, by the way, they did multiple times. Multiple times, yes. But that one, it feels like on the same level because it's a thing that someone can't change about themselves and you're using it as their disadvantage. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? That's like the equivalent of like having the models all race knowing there's one girl in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? That's so awful. And there are people who could even say, even though this is a trash opinion, there are people out there who could be like, right, well, it was the early 2000s. It was a different time. Like, no, no, no. This was like (laughs) 10 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. It's not like it was like the 1950s. Not that it's ever okay. But my point is that it was a time that was recent enough for people to be like, wow, that's really messed up. Nobody said anything. So last, but not least... All the race swapping, there are so many instances that, like, it's actually hard to pinpoint, like, each single one. So, they did race swapping in the fourth cycle where they had to get painted, like, as different races. They'd, like, full on, full on black. It was forgot milk, right? There was one forgot milk. There was another one where they were, like, in the wilderness. And yeah, I it, think like, that was season three. Yeah. And then they did a Michael Jackson photo shoot, apparently, too, which is, like, why he also had a condition he had vitiligo that's why he looks like that i'm not a michael jackson apologist by the way no i'm just factual he had a condition okay leave the man alone this is another excuse to paint people the color they're not it just there is some weird obsession that tara banks has with swapping races and it, it just like I feel like this is just a deep dive into Tyra Banks' psyche. It really shows you that she believes that there's a way that racists act. Because she'd always tell people when they're on there, like, you have to embody a Black woman. Therefore, she started to act very, like, aggressive and, like, hood and weird. And I'm like, Tyra, ma'am, you're talking badly about yourself when you do that, first of all. Second of all, that's simply untrue. And I don't know why your idea of doing that kind of thing is to tell the girls to be aggressive and hard as if like every black woman is like that and vice versa with white women like you like paint them white like to act like they're all fragile is disrespectful it's really rude why would you do what planet is this woman from why did she think this was okay there's so many as a child yeah and i remember she would also make comments like there i can't remember her name but you know her um, she was in one of the early seasons. She came out as gay. And Tyra's basically like, you have to tone down your gayness. Oh, yes. Yeah, she was like, yeah, well, like, I'm proud of being black when I'm not walking down the street. Like, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. Like, she was basically saying that this girl was saying that she was gay too much or like being too gay. And she had also said it to another contestant basically said that she was being like too black. So she was constantly telling people they're being too much or too little. Oh, you mean Yaya? Yes, it was Yaya. One of my favorites who, by the way, very accomplished. She's on my list. One of my favorite contestants. Very accomplished. She is an actress now. Oh. She is doing so, so well. Her real name is Kamara DaCosta, but she goes Mm -hmm. by Yaya. Um, she was a runner up for cycle three, so she didn't even win. Like she just got on, on like the way that people do an American mm-hmm. Idol. 
And she went on to star in All My Children, Ugly Betty, Chicago Med. She, I think she was also, she was in the Lifetime Whitney Houston film. She did like really, really good. And she continues oh, to wow. act. Like, I think she only recently stopped um, Chicago Med. I, I think she was also on House here and there, which is great show. Great <laughs> show. Um, So I, I hated the way that they treated Yaya. Yaya was like basically perfect. They were picking on her because she was too nonchalant, too just this is how I am. And on top of it, there was there was very few um, physical things that they could pick on her about. They did get on her about her skin, which like her her acne wasn't even bad. There's nothing you can do as in as long as you're washing your skin and like doing everything you can. There's eating nothing. well. She had said uh, they had a um, game almost or contest when they were like in the judging room. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, well, we see uh, um, your spots on your face. Like, what's that?" And she goes, "Oh, it's a little menstrual thing. Not a big deal." And they were like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "That is the most like reasonable and respectable." way to talk about your skin like she's a model so like obviously like her appearance does matter why are you harping on that she had like three zits it was probably like um you know kendall jenner in the proactive commercial like, i have acne like, my acne was so bad and it's like two tiny bumps and it's all the way zoomed in and i'm like dude like it's not even that bad they really made it seem so big of a deal and while they would do things like that they would simultaneously act like oh my god it's so much to edit that out it's not that's the easiest thing to edit out of everything you can do it's the easiest there's one more scene we have to talk about think about it (laughs) i have never yelled at a girl like this before in my life we were rooting for you You we were all rooting for you. you how dare you okay what was the season was it season three i believe it was season three or four somewhere in there sorry guys i'm so (laughs) tired but it was tiffany and it was in one of the dramatic double eliminations and tyra had that really orangey hair going on at the time very orange um which like for its time it was a little spice girlsy like it was fine but I do love that. Um, I think it was this past year, Doja Cat dressed up as her in that episode. Stop it. She had the orange hair. I would love Doja Cat to be on the show. She is so funny. Basically what happened was there was a double elimination and this girl Tiffany was one of the girls who was up for elimination. And when they were both asked, she was like saying bye to some of the girls and kind of just laughing and like, oh, don't cry. And Tyra, you just see like the look drop on her face and you see her just like switch to being really angry all of a sudden and you're like what the fuck and then she's like girls can you come back here for a moment oh my goodness. and she's like Brittany I think the other girl was Brittany yeah she's like Brittany I can tell you really wanted this because you're crying but, like Tiffany like you clearly didn't want this based upon your reaction it's a waste and blah 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 blah, blah. and Tiffany is just kind of like laughing at this point because it's so ridiculous yeah i don't think she was being disrespectful or didn't want it i think she was uncomfortable showing emotion and was just like i'm not gonna break down on national tv and not only that while she was saying oh like don't worry about it she was talking to the other contestants who were crying she was trying to console people who she might have seen as companions she was being strong so they don't freak out And you know what pisses me off the most about that scene is that Tyra is pissed that she didn't break down. Yes. 
and like being myself, someone who's grown up their whole life being called a crybaby and then not doing that anymore. It is insane. You cannot win. Either you're, oh my God, you're so soft. You need to toughen up. Like you've got to get some thicker skin. Or it's, if you're not crying, do you even care? You don't even care. Tyra really was just mad that this girl took it in stride the way that honestly a lot of people get you ready to do throughout your life it doesn't even make any sense she wants her to grovel i completely agree she wanted her to just grovel and cry and break down and throw a tantrum and this makes me feel even more so like tyra might have some narcissistic tendencies or have a narcissistic personality because it just feels like a narcissist like when someone doesn't do exactly what you want them to do if they don't perform a certain way they don't react to you a certain way if they don't worship the ground you walk on like a lot of narcissists will just lash out yeah and And she beat her into the ground verbally yeah Um, but yeah like and it's just disrespectful and she's never yelled at a girl like that she was right about that she'd never done that and she didn't do it again but like she just i can't believe that in a professional setting, because it's still supposed to be a professional setting, you should never, ever, ever be yelling like that. Are you She joking? really didn't do anything that provoked her to be like, Not come back here, I need to talk to you. Yeah, it was just crazy. And then she didn't even, she just steamrolled Tiffany. Tiffany tried to kind of speak up and be like, I am upset. I'm just not going to break down right now. And Tyra was like interrupting her and like, stop talking, stop talking, Tiffany, stop talking. And it like escalated and it was just so like, you could see in Tiffany's face too. She's like, am I am I in the twilight zone? What the fuck is happening? I would have said fuck you and walked out. I know it's like Tyra Banks and that's easier Who said than cares? done. But I'm, it was just so clearly for TV and clearly just like, oh, you're not going to worship me. So I'm going to lash out at you. I just, that part, like, I feel like we all grew up knowing that part. We'd always like, quote it and whatever. But when we you really look at it. We were all for you with the best gift of all time. Yeah. We'd all like think it's so funny when you really look at it. I'm like, Tyra, I am disgusted. I cannot believe, I really can't, that you did that. I know. My last person um, is Takara Jones, Ooh. my fave. Um, she wanted to be the first black plus-size model. Janice actually went after uh, her, and it pissed me off to no end, because if you look at Takara, go on right really now. She's cute. Yeah, I'm looking at she's her. She's not even that big. Me and her are the same size. Her stomach is flat. When she was being judged, they were like, you look great. You look amazing. Oh, my goodness. And then Janice decided to take her wrinkly sack of bones and talk about how she doesn't believe that plus-size women belong in fashion and that they're never going to be a top model and that she kind of turned her head and was like, oh, my God, I can't even. I can't even. Like, she really was trying to say, well, people are going to tell her she's fat. Like, I have to tell her now. No, no. That's not your job. Judge the photo. Don't call her fat. I cannot believe that. But Takara actually became a pretty solid um, TV personality. And she was an occasional actress and singer. She was on... Um, she guest hosted 106 in Park, which is the other thing that I would go home every day and watch. <laughs> Love me some BET when I was like 10. Um, and then she would actually occasionally appear on the Tara Banks show, which we will talk about oh, later. God. But that really upsets me what Janice Dickinson said because it feels like to have that kind of reaction, it feels like you're threatened. Like she she doesn't want additional women to be allowed in the modeling space because if it's only size double zero women, right, that's a really small that's demographic no and then you don't have a lot of competition. I mean, you do, but it's not. If it's anybody can model, then it's like 
anybody can do it and the floodgates are open. So I feel like that was her way of keeping it in her where she wanted it to be, if that makes sense. And I do think it kind of dips back into the, if I had to do it, you had to do it. So it's like, yeah, well, like if, I if she's myself, allowed to eat food and exist as a model, then I'm pissed because when I was modeling, when I was at the top of my game, I had to smoke cigarettes and do coke to stay skinny. Oh, God. So she would occasionally appear on the Tyra Banks show. And then she, and then in 2008, she was a competitor on the second season of the VH1 series Celebrity Fit Club. Um, During the show, she lost 32 pounds, which is also a thing where I'm like, I hate that, like, instead of her being able to just be like, I'm plus size, kind of, sort of, not really like a mid-size, honestly. She had to kind of lean into the thing where people wanted to see her lose weight, do whatever. I like Takara. She's been quiet for the last couple of years, but she's still you know, is very much for like plus size fit modeling, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I heard whispers of her starting a lingerie line, but I haven't heard much about it. But when I saw it, I was like, I'll buy it. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'll buy it. It's probably going to fit me really nice. Okay. Lastly, what I want to bring up about the show is the fact that it seems that they would use people's trauma or experiences in their life against them or as some kind of leverage, or just like a storyline in the show. Tyra, girl, what's good with that? People opened up to you. You don't get to use their the things that happened to them as uh, stories. But again, that's a narcissist tactic. You get people to open up to you, and then you weaponize it. Ooh, Miss Crazy Eyes, you're not looking so good right now. <laughs> Smize. Smize. Yeah, and I and with Tiffany, actually, when she we were yeah. all rooting for you incident specifically, yeah, she was like, your grandma, you know, couldn't pay her bills because she bought you a bathing suit for the show. And, like, she was pulling shit out from her past, like, personal stuff petty. about her. And apparently the other models allege that there was stuff that didn't even get put on TV because it was so bad from that scene that she was, like, Tyra was saying personal shit about tiffany that was just horrible yeah and she there's a story so um gina turner who was on cycle 24 when she was in her audition there was she was telling how like it was ashley graham tyra was there and they known that she had modeled for playboy before playboy is nude but like honestly playboy is like tasteful listen 90% 90% of people, if they're offered a Playboy spread, would, would say yes. It. Like, I would say yes. Playboy is very tasteful in comparison to what you could be doing. It's a huge name, you it's know? It's so not big. like you're on some random-ass sketchy not website. Not like on Hustler or something. No, you're not on, like, a random porn website. Like, you're in a published magazine that's renowned, and that shouldn't be looked down upon. At all. So, they knew that she modeled for Playboy, and they were like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Because they're models, and by the way, doesn't make any sense for them to kind of be weird about her modeling for Playboy because there have been other times on the show, actually one girl said she didn't want to model nude, and they, like, sent her home because she wanted, she's like, I just want to be honest, I just don't want to do that. So Tyra, it's not adding up, but in her audition, when they were talking to her about it, they brought it up, and she's like, yeah, sure, I did that, Um, but what about it? Tyra was like, you're a prostitute. And went like this? And I'm crossing my arms. And she crossed her arms and turned her head and wouldn't talk to her. And you know what happened? Ashley Graham was there. My bitch. And she looked at her and said, baby, don't cry. Fuck this hoe. And was like, you're a great model. You're wonderful. You've gone through a lot in your life. You People do what they gotta do. Who cares? 
Tyra, you bitch, why would you do this with this woman? And she was like young too. Like, I think she had to be like 19 or something. She was super young and she was like really excited. So she modeled for Playboy. Like, who cares? That <sighs> same girl had been adopted, like she foster home, kind of had a tumultuous childhood. They brought that up often. And then she has alopecia. Is that um, when you go bald? Yes, when okay. you lose not just like your head hair, but you can lose like all your hair. Oh, so like, you don't sucks. have eyebrows or anything either. They exploited her illness, her condition for all it was worth. They wouldn't let her have wigs. They'd like make her feel weird about wigs. It's just why? Why? Leave this girl alone. She actually posted an hour long, two, actually two hour long videos on YouTube talking about this. So if you guys want to watch, we'll probably oh, link it. Yeah. Really good. It was like almost like a live that she was doing. She just answered a bunch of questions and she was spilled some hard, hard tea about it. Because like, mm-mm. That was like the final straw for me. I was like, Tyra Banks is crazy, but whatever. I when I listened to all that, I was like, Tyra, there's a special place for you. I cannot believe you did this to somebody. And then Lisa D'Amato, Cycle 5. She plays okay. six in five, Cycle 5, and then she won the All-Stars. And she was oh. really fun. She was playful. She liked to do music. She, she was like, I wanted to be a model. I'm also a rapper or whatever. But she said the same thing, that Tyra would frequently use her childhood, like tumultuous childhood against her. Tyra, Why? The moral of the story is if you meet Tyra Banks or go on America's Next Top Model, do not say anything about your personal life. At all. Or your trauma. I shouldn't say personal life. I should say anything that's a sensitive point. But really, if you're at a job in general and you're around people like that, not any job, but if you feel like you're not around safe people, like that's a good life lesson kind of to just not show those trigger points because narcissists will take it and throw it back in your face. It's just, it's weird. When you look back on it, all of it is just, yes, some of it was of its time, but some of it was like, Tyra Banks has got some crazy complexes, man. So she actually said about the blackface and the race swapping, it was going crazy on Twitter in 2020. I think it was during the pandemic. And she actually tweeted, been seeing the post about the insensitivity of some past America's Next Top Model moments, and I agree with you. Looking back, those were some really off choices. Appreciate your honest feedback, and I'm sending so much love and virtual hugs. I'd seen that recently, Jay, um, Mr. Jay. Mr. Jay, yes. He said that he didn't want to do it, but they basically were like, do it or else. Yeah. So, like, there were... It's not like it was like people were saying, oh my God, it's such a good idea. Everyone unanimously agrees that this is an amazing idea. If you're getting a lot of pushback about something, just maybe consider that it might not be the thing to do. Not all the time. Sometimes people tell you not to do stuff because they're hating, but like this really... Well, I think it's when something could be offensive, right? Like if something's like teetering the line of being insensitive towards a group of people and possibly offending people. And like in this case, like the history of blackface is just like atrocious. So it's like, that's why would you want to fuck with that? If someone's saying to you, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. Why would you be like, shut up? We're doing it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's mind blowing and watching it is so cringeworthy 
And it's not, you know, one of the episodes was, I think it was season 13, but it was like everybody swapped races literally. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm darkening this person or lightening this person. It was like Native Americans and Asian people and like all these different ones. So that's why it was so drying because you're like, what is going on? This is so inappropriate. And just like, why did you feel the need to do that? Why? What did it do for the photo? is the question because whenever you do creative things you have to ask yourself what does this do for the overall thing what message is it sending what why am i doing the things that i'm doing does it is it meaningful the swapping of the races is not meaningful it didn't make them better models because you can't just act a race okay <laughs> tyra i don't know what you were thinking but you can't do that no and then like, if you were to say, like, it's not a creative photo. There's, no. It's lazy. There's nothing interesting about lazy. the photo. Like, the models are basically just, like, looking good in the clothes. That's it. They're not doing anything special. They're just dressed as someone else. Imagine if they were just, like, say it was a Native American one. If you had just a Native American woman modeling, it would just be an attractive Native right. American woman. I don't understand why all of a sudden because you swapped her race like nobody would really know unless they're looking at her like that's that what i'm weird. thinking like if, if this was in an editorial spread you wouldn't know you wouldn't be like oh so they, what's the point yeah it's like it would just look like a normal photograph basically to an outsider but quite a boring one by the way because they're not doing anything that's spectacular they're just existing attractively anyways do you have any last thoughts about, I'm, like, exhausted. This has been a whirlwind. But it's good because it's more lighthearted than last week. <laughs> yeah. Lighthearted because we know that you're just kicking with us about how bad it was. Still going to watch the show, though. It's still very iconic. It's super entertaining. It's iconic. It's opened up a lot of people's eyes. And I think they did receive backlash when they're like, okay, we have to include some different body types or maybe yeah. we're going to include men. Like, I think eventually they did move a little bit forward. There are more plus size models. There are more different kinds of models. Like it, it they did do better. Could have been. It, it just I wish it was more revolutionary because they had the power to do that. Yeah. And to really be like a really cool beacon, shining light for everyone. And, yeah, and it did highlight the toxicity of the industry, which yeah. is probably good. If it hadn't been for that show, we would have probably no idea what high fashion models go through. Not that that's a that it's a perfect accurate representation yeah. but it definitely some idea like seeing them go on the go sees and then doing the runway and then all these different types of modeling it was really eye-opening and it's definitely not easy so yeah yeah it is almost 9 p.m are you ready to go to bed i'm ready to go to bed <laughs> and do it all over again tomorrow Woo. but i only have three days left to work I have forever until I get a new job, which I literally, before we started, um, we started recording, I was sending them work examples. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, please. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ready to Rage. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ready to Rage Podcast. Send us an email with your thoughts on the episode, anything you'd like us to include in the future at Ready to Rage Podcast at gmail.com. You can also donate on Patreon at Ready to Rage. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you. Rage. <laughs>